O Lord, open my lips. And my mouth shall declare your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Praise to you, O Christ. Alleluia. You may be seated. The reading is on the back of the bulletin. It is Luke 17, verse 11 through 19. Now it happened. As Jesus went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then, as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten clans, but where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. This is God's word. Our hymn is our blue sheet, Wondrous King All-Glorious. <coughs> Wondrous King All-Glorious, Sovereign Lord Victorious, Oh, receive our praise with favor. From thee, well, God's kindness, though we in our blindness strayed from thee, our blessed Savior. Strengthen thou, help us now, let our tongues be singing, be our praises bringing. Heaven spread the story of our Maker's glory, all the pomp of earth obscuring. Sun thy rays descending, Thy bright beams expanding, light to all the earth assuring. Moon and star, praise afar, him who glorious made you, the best heaven saved you. O my soul rejoicing, Sing thy praises, voicing, sing with hymns of faith, adore him. 
All who hear happying, shout your voices freeing, bow down in the dust before him. He is God, Sabaoth, praise alone the Savior, here and there forever. Hallelujah's render to the Lord most tender, ye who know the love the Savior. Hallelujah, sing ye, ye redeemed, O bring ye, hearts that yield him glad behavior. Blessed are ye, endlessly, sinless there forever, ye shall laud him ever. Amen. All right, Jesus is going to Jerusalem. How many men come up to him? Ten. 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 What are they? Lepers. What does that mean? They have leprosy. What is it? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Nasty disease that causes your skin and all the whole body to fall apart, um, eating it off your body. Yes, I'm very infectious. Uh, thus, they are required normally to live out of town. They are required to have their clothes unkept, their hair as well. They throw dust on it. They cry out to people, lest people uh, uh, not know. Uh, unclean, unclean, so that people don't come. Uh, if it is one of your relatives, you can take food out of town, you set it down, you walk away, they can come up and get it. Um, no. Uh, these ten make it a point without uh, endangering the lives of their neighbors. Uh, Jesus is teaching there must be people around, but these ten come afar off, reasonably close, so that they can yell out to Jesus and get his attention. What do they ask for? Have mercy. Um, they call him Jesus. They know who he is. They call him Master. Whoa. Uh, Jesus, Master. And they ask for mercy. What does this sound like? Sounds like believers. And I tell you it is. In fact, I tell you, anyone that acts like this is a believer. This is someone. How do they know about this Jesus? What? They are confident of what? Confident receiving mercy, aren't they? They, they? They're coming saying, this is the guy that gives mercy out. I know it. In fact, um, they're confident of receiving. Now, do they have a word? Did someone say, oh, yes, Jesus promised to heal you? No, but they come saying, listen, this is the Jesus master. Um, and so they will risk coming. 
they will risk crying out and asking. Um, more than that, if you want Jesus to help, what do you say? You say, have mercy. Um, why, why is that always, how do we know that's pretty good? Jesus loves to have mercy. He wants to be merciful. Um, if you come demanding, no, not at all. Can you force Jesus? Absolutely not. Jesus says things, I don't commit anything into man's hands. Nope, nope. Jesus doesn't judge my outward appearance either. These ten have heard about Jesus. Where have they heard from it? They've heard about it from the word. And they know. And so they are risking everything. They are coming. They are crying out to him. I mean, that's what we do every Sunday. We come and we cry out to Jesus. And we say, Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. And we ask him for mercy. Um, absolutely. So when he saw them, he told them, go show yourselves to the priest. Why does he say this? It's kind of a crazy thing. I kind of, kind of expected something else. Um, I kind of expected him to come and, and put his hand on them. Now wait, whoop, wait. Except, yeah, they're lepers. All right, so maybe he wouldn't. Maybe he would just wave his hand, right? Um, or at least I would expect him to do, you know, um, I heal you. Um, no, he doesn't do it. He says, go show yourself to the priest. Crazy thing. There was a practical thing. They have to show themselves to the priest to be certified that they're no longer infected. Exactly. They're, they're legally still lepers until they go and have someone examine them. Exactly. And so the law required, if you were a leper and you wanted to re-enter society, you have to go show yourself to the priest. What happens? Well, you go there, uh, they uh, shave off the hair so that they can examine the, the skin, they take a look at it, you come back, I can't remember, three to seven days or whatever, they examine again, they say, yep, sure enough, and they will declare you to be free of this disease and you can return to society, absolutely. So Jesus says to them, go show yourself to the priest. Problem, Mark. They still have leprosy. They had leprosy when they cried out for mercy, and now he's telling, go show yourself to the priest. And they're thinking, so I'm going to go to the priest and show him my leprosy. But they head on that way anyway. They have, a, they have the faith that they go and do that. Oh. It's what they don't, as they're on the way, it says. If that's what happens, now they don't know what's going to happen along the way, but if Jesus tells you, do what he said. yeah, in fact, I'm going to say, I, I don't think it's unreasonable for someone who is a leper, when Jesus says, go to the person that declares you free from leprosy, that I'm going to start thinking, I think Jesus... Correct. And so, once again, I see faith. I see faith. Listening to Jesus and going, well, if he said, you know, I asked him for mercy, this must be the way that he's going to heal me. How is he going to, I don't know. But I'm going to go to the priest. Um, what's going to happen? I don't know. As it turns out, on the way. 
they are healed. Um, they start walking to the priest, still with leprosy. Faith trusts that God's word is true. Um, I told someone one time, told them about the forgiveness of the sin, they say, but, but I still feel like a sinner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you know, you're telling me I'm forgiven. Yes, I am. <laughs> but I still, you know, I, I wish I could stop. I go, yeah, I wish I could stop sinning too. I go, but, and, and uh, after a while, after a while, you know, I mean, it, I mean, it's one thing to say, you know, yeah, I don't want to sin. I try not to, you know, but uh, uh, finally I told this. I go, so why do you want to be without sin? I go, what's the big deal? They kind of looked at me like this. I said, you just don't want to trust in Jesus anymore. If I can get you without sin, then you don't have to trust him anymore. He said, I'm all done. <laughs> really? I go, yeah, as long as I still got problems, I'm going to continue to calling him, ask him, trust in him, confess my sins. Um, I'm not done trusting in him. I'm still trusting in him. Uh, all right, so they go. This is faith. It teaches them to walk. They go. They go, and on the way, they are healed. Um, it doesn't say exactly how the timing of this works. Um, I'm going to tell you that I'm going with Luther's interpretation, okay? Um, Luther says they all on their way, get healed. That's what the text says. Luther thinks that they all go to the priest, get themselves declared free of leprosy, and then one comes back. Okay? Um, it is possible that they get halfway, they see they're healed, and one immediately goes back and then later goes to the priest. That, that's possible. But we're going to go with Luther's explanation. Luther says they all go to the priest. What happens? You get to the priest and you have him check you out. And sure enough, you're, you're, you're cleansed, right? And they shave you, yep, you're, you're cleansed, I declare you what. How many come back? One. One. When he comes back, Jesus says, where are the other nine? We're not any found to return and give glory. Jesus says they should be back here. Where are they? They didn't come back. Hmm. What does that sound like? Us. Like us. <laughs> yes. Um, is that faith producing good works? No, that doesn't sound like faith at all. You're right. Um, now, whether they have faith or not, I don't know. But what's going on is their faith was crying out to God. Their faith was relying upon him. Their faith was walking to the priest. They were doing this. Luther says that the priest turned them away from Jesus. He says that the priest gave them a stern warning. You know, when they're saying, Jay, Jesus this, and the priest says, oh, no. Jesus is only a creature. He's just a man. He couldn't do that. Don't you trust in him, and don't you go back to him, and don't you go, because he's a rotten man, and he's going to mislead you, and the priest dissuaded them and turned them away. And so they never went back. Only one said, no, I'm going back. Only one said, no, this Jesus is the Son of God. <laughs> this Jesus is the one, no, a man can't do this. This man did it, and he goes back. 
Whoa. Could, 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 could someone lose their faith? Could you have faith in Jesus and lose it? What would it look like? You start to come and praise God. You come and confess your sins with everybody else for a while. And then what? Hmm. Faith. Yeah, you can lose your faith. You can lose your faith by turning. Why? Well, there is always going to be struggles. get so caught up in my good life that I miss it. What else? You begin to rely on yourself for everything and think you're capable of it. Ooh. Exactly. Um, did you know what the Roman church did with this? The Roman church said, you know what? Um, Jesus told them to keep the law of Moses by going to the priest. And thus, by doing the good work of keeping the law of Moses, see, they were saved. They were saved by good works. Huh? Yeah. They, the they did miss the point completely. Well, and it's not just a matter of interpretation, but there's something else in the text that goes completely against that explanation. If you get saved by doing good works. He says at the end, if your faith saved you or made you well. Okay, that will too. I mean, even before you get there. <laughs> when were they healed? Not after the good work of keeping the law of Moses. They were healed. Yes. Faith produces good works. And faith is what saved them and healed them at the beginning. And then later they go and do this, which should be a matter of thanksgiving. This fits our teaching, just like the scripture says. Um, not theirs. Um, what else can happen? Sometimes when I'm in great struggle... I cry out and hold on to Jesus. And then, when I'm no longer in the struggle, and, well, I'm all better, I quit praising God. What if nine out of ten of your fellow congregants would turn away from the faith? Would you continue to come and hear long gospel and praise Jesus? Yeah. What about, tell me more. <laughs> yeah, are we going to let other people decide? How do I know that I have the truth? Yeah, I, I have faith. Why? Because the word has told me. I know it's true. Um, you know, Jesus even goes as far, just not 9 out of 10, Jesus goes as far and says, listen, if your mother and father, you know, who do you love more? There may be those that turn against you, maybe your own family members, I don't know, but you know, why do, I, why do I worship the way I do? Why do I believe the way I do? Why do I trust the way I do? I, I, if you go away, I'm going to continue to hold to this faith. Um, that's, what I, that's what I began. If all of you leave, I'm going to keep preaching this faith because it comes from the word of God. Um, I may have to get another job, 
for a while. Uh, uh, but I'll still be here preaching the Word of God when I'm not doing that other. Um, yeah, so we have. Now, tell me about this one that came back. What's so crazy about this? What kind of guy is this guy that comes back? It's a foreigner. It's not a Jew. It's a Samaritan. Now, why do we make a distinction? Do you, do you know what the Samaritans are? Where, where did these Samaritans, what are, what are they? What's the big deal about being a Samaritan? They're half-breeds, but not half-breeds in the sense that we are racially insensitive, okay? It's true that they were a different race, but that's not the point. I call them half-breeds theologically. Go ahead. There are people who worship not at the temple, but at their own temple. Exactly. They had what we call heterodoxy. They had part of the truth and part of the falsehood. And they kept their Canaanite religion, and they did the other. These are the people that are left behind during the Babylonian exile. And when God's people came back and wanted to reestablish the temple, the Samaritans said, hey, we'll help you. We like your temple. And the Jews went, but you guys still do the Baal worship, and you still do, and you're like part of that. No, 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 you're not doing, we're not doing that. In other words, we're not going to allow the heterodox to, to work together. So that was a, very, that was a concern, without a doubt. Um, and so they, they, had, they had falsehood and, and truth, and so that was a problem. But Jesus, um, this Sunday, uh, we're going to have, no, this Sunday we got the tax collector. Um, you got at least two stories in which the Samaritan is by Jesus the one who gets it right, which makes us go, the Jews had the word of God. They should have known. The Samaritans only had part of the word of God. And yet, what happened? They came to the right conclusion based upon what was, what was right and true. And so here is the point. You have all the benefits, and here is someone who is outside who yet comes to the right conclusion and, and see that. And so here we have the Samaritan who understands who Jesus is, understand, and we have the priests in the temple who don't. Who do you follow? It doesn't matter at this point. The point is that I don't care if you're a priest, if you're this, who has the truth? If the Samaritan speaks out the truth, yes. The Jews, they weren't supposed to worship with the Samaritans. But of course you want to convert a Samaritan. Of course you're going to love them. You know, the story about the good Samaritan and whatever, you know, you don't treat him, you don't let him People die by the side of the road. Um, you should be up. The Samaritan even helps his fellow Jew. Uh, he goes far and beyond that. So here's what we have. We have a Samaritan come back. What does he do? He does what exactly is right. Um, you might find that, I don't know if you want to apply it, you might find that the third generation Lutheran who has had the word of God all his life rejects the whole blasted thing. But someone who has come new to the faith and has only had a little catechetical training, a little catechism, gets it right and understands. And in that sense, you say, well, then that's the one that, that has the truth. Uh, and so here we have a Samaritan. We're not ten cleansed. Of course there were ten cleansed. Thankfully, what kind of God do we have? We have a God who cleanses all ten. 
When nine fall away, does he take it away from them? Absolutely not. That's not the kind of God that we have. Um, does he expect them to come back? Absolutely, because good trees produce good fruit. Now, Jane said, who do I said this looks like? And Jane says, I think I'm afraid, Pastor, it looks like us. And she's right, because when we sin, that's exactly what sin looks like. Um, if you see the nine in you, okay, it's time for confession. You, know, you don't say, oh, well, I guess I'm not saved, and we'll just keep doing it. You say, no, if I see that part of me, absolutely not. Uh, if I see the Samaritan in me coming back to praise God, I say, oh, praise be to God, good. Thanks, Lord, for, for working that in me. But wherever that isn't, absolutely, I want to I deal with that. Um, just like Jesus said, where are the other nine? I want to be asking myself, why am I not loving that way? And why am I not doing that? And oh, then I need to confess my sins. So yes, this is uh, uh, our sinfulness that's being shown to us. Um, and, and we need to realize that, yeah, we don't always act like this. Sometimes we act like this, and I don't want to act like that. Uh, what does Jesus say? Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. The actual words uh, are the Greek word sozo, which is to save. Your faith has saved you. Um, has, has this Samaritan return been made well? Yeah, his leprosy's gone. Um, does he need Jesus to tell him that? Well, I think the guy already knows that he doesn't have leprosy. Um, and yes, it is his faith that cried out, that came to him, that asked. There were probably other lepers that never even bothered to come, didn't care. And yet, by coming, yes, he's saved. I think it's more than that. This man has come back to Jesus, and Jesus is saying to him, don't let go of your faith in me. Your faith has saved you. Let me give you the, the comforting message about salvation. The other nine missed it. Um, if you want to hold on to your sinfulness, you're not going to hear the message that Jesus wants to give us about forgiving us our sins. Um, Karen, did you have a, well, something bother you? If you look on the back of this bulletin towards the bottom, I make a list of all of those references in which they does refer to this saving. Um, it can have that meaning, but I just don't think it fits in this context. There may be places in which he wants to say your faith has saved you, and I can make it work, but it sure seems to me that Jesus has already told him about physical healing. Now that the man has come back praising God, it's time to talk to him about your faith produced this work of love of thanking me now stay with your faith and everything's great i don't know in context i don't know that's a good question right um, right Could be. Could be.
Um, this happens to be the gospel reading that's appointed for the National Day of Thanksgiving, or what we would call Thanksgiving Day. Um, because it is always used as well on uh, Trinity 14, um, and, and that falls most of the time in September, and then we have uh, Thanksgiving in November. Um, you know, sometimes I preach on it. Most often I'll preach on the Epistle or Old Testament on Thanksgiving, just because you've probably already heard a, uh, a sermon upon this one as well. But it should be very familiar to us, this uh, of the ten lepers. Prayers tonight. What should we ask God for, thank him for, praise him, or confess? We have to thank him that we too have been made well. We ought to confess that we have fallen short, just like these nine, and there are times that we have not praised him for the great gifts that he has provided for us. We ought to praise him because we have a God who heals um, and showers his blessings even upon those who, well, may not be thankful and, and turn away from him. Uh, and we need to ask him. We need to ask him uh, to, to keep us in that true faith um, because we have so many things coming against us, lest it would lead us astray that we would be faithful unto death no matter others, whatever others might do. Please stand. Who will help me with the Ten Commandments. Thank you, Dylan, Apostles' Creed, Olivia, Lord's Prayer, Sadie, Baptism, Liam, Confession, uh, Colton, and Second of the Altar. Thank you, Luke. Let us pray. The Ten Commandments teach what we are to do. You shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. He says, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. The Apostles' Creed teaches what God does and gives. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, 
and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord's Prayer teaches how we should pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Holy baptism brings us into the Christian community. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. He who believes and is baptized will be saved but he who does not believe will be condemned. Confession and absolution is the voice of the gospel. The Lord Jesus breathed on his disciples and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The sacrament of the altar is food for the soul. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. 
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Keep, we implore you, O Lord, your church, with your perpetual mercy, because of the frailty of mankind without you cannot but fail. Keep us ever by your help from all things hurtful and lead us to all things profitable to our salvation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, that you have saved us and made us whole. We ask, dear Lord, uh, that you would keep us in the true faith, for we know that you are a God that loves to have mercy upon us, uh, and uh, we ask that you would continue to shower out your blessings uh, in all things. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Let us bless the Lord. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.